Welcome no back, everybody. This is our second annual What Now uh, Best of the Year thing. Um, do we have a name for this? Did I name this before? This is What Now Top 10. Just, yeah, it's the What Now Top 10. Best of the Year. Uh, so, uh, just like we did with uh, the 2021 films, we've taken just under a month from the end of the year to, to collate our thoughts, catch up on whatever we felt need to catch up on so we can have a more rounded list. That time is now over. We're now going to present you with our individual top tens. We don't know each other have picked, so we're going to do it like we did last year. Ty will tell us his number 10, and Josh will tell us his number 10. I'll do mine, etc., etc., etc. And we'll be We'll all shout at each and, other. It'll be a great yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll get shocked oh, and angry yeah. at each other. Let's be honest, George. Me and you will shout each other. Nathan will try and stop it, and then inevitably just let it go because you know content. Because he knows yeah. he agrees with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he totally. doesn't know. <laughs> we'll see. I hey, don't there's know no yet. June this year. There's no June. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't think there's a film me and Josh overly disagree on this year. We'll see. Maybe. I know. <laughs> we'll find out. We don't know yet. Um, we'll so I'll, I'll lay down the ground rules real quickly. Same as always. A, uh, we didn't see every film that came out in the year. Nobody did, so don't get mad if we missed your favourite film. Just tell us what it was, and we'll, we might check it out, because we might have just missed it. Uh, secondly, these are all our own opinion, so sorry about that. Uh, and uh, rules for the actual list itself, these are all, uh, what do you call them, feature-length films. These are movies, actual films. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, unless we... Uh, you know, if anything controversial raises, we'll always uh, have an internal discussion and figure it out. But it hasn't happened this year, uh, unlike um, last year. Had <laughs> its feature length because it was a brilliant show. And, and um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, these were all released in the year 2022 in the UK, which does change things slightly for any of uh, our American listeners. Context: We live in the UK, which means big. Some big films I've been seeing on a lot of best of the year lists, like uh, The Fablemans or The Whale or Pearl, we haven't seen because we have not been allowed to yet because they said We'll no. have them next year. Yes, they might make our list for next year. Uh, yeah. that's, all, that's all out of the way. Are we ready to start the list, boys? Uh, uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, so yeah, just do the same order as last year. So Ty, do you want to go first? Give me literally two seconds. Style. Um, a river, Jamaica. Come, I wanna take you to Bermuda. Come, come, I'm pretty mum. This is fine. So I deal with a uh, search. Okay, all so right, all right, right. can Kokomo. Do you, do you want me to tell you what got what got caught because of another film that I watched? Um. Okay. Yeah, you can do. You can do one uh, little honorable mention before we move on. Jackass forever. Oh no, such a shame. I got caught. That's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> I thought Nathan would be more mad. So, what, what did make the list? Um, uh, coming at number 10 was uh, Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson's film, Marry Me. What? Yeah, Marry Me. It was a genuinely good film. Okay, I did not see this. I, neither. 
already this big of a curveball. Yeah. So I saw the advert for it, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, it looks pretty good." And then it came on for me, uh, Sky Cinema, I believe. And then Ash was like, "Do I watch?" It? I was like, "Yes." Watched it together, and I was like, "Oh, genuinely, this is a really good film." Owen Wilson's great. I love Owen Wilson. And Jennifer Lopez is good in this. Huh. She she's been good in things. That's the most I can say. I have. I yeah. don't know this movie at all. <laughs> I've never really liked Jennifer Lopez, but yeah, she was great in *Marry Me*. Wow, I can't. Even, I have not. I didn't know this film existed up until about thirty seconds ago. <laughs> okay. Do you want to know the context. It's about Owen Wilson marrying Jennifer Lopez. Yes. So Jennifer Lopez plays an international singer. She's meant to get married to her equally as famous fiance, who's also a singer. They're meant to get married on stage. Then, when she's on tour, it turns out he's been cheating on her, and she's seen a video of it. And Owen Wilson goes with his daughter, yeah, daughter to the concert, and then she hands him a sign that says "Marry me." And then Jennifer Lopez, on stage, turns around, looks at Owen Wilson and goes, Yes, I will marry you. I'm like, okay, madness. Um, so yeah, it's him adjusting to her being uh, really famous and being in the limelight, and then her adjusting to, I'm with a normal guy. Ah. Yeah. Really okay good then. Fair enough. Can't argue with you, because I've not seen it. <laughs> Yes, let's go! I'm wearing already. I'm happy. That's the size tactic this year. Just pick stuff Josh hasn't seen. (laughs) (laughs) Good tactic. Right, Josh, take it away. What's your first pick? Oh, okay. This is going to be the first shock of the day. My number 10 for the year is Andy Samberg and John Mulaney's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. (laughs) I... Genuinely had so much fun watching this film. Okay, like this film, I rewatched it again like a few weeks ago as well, and it's just pure like childhood nostalgia mixed with like adult decent filmmaking. Like it's a film you can watch, you know, and be like, oh, I remember this bit as a kid, or like this kind of thing. But then actually still enjoy it with all the gags that are in it. Even now, it's just it's just a lot of fun, and yeah, that's all. Honestly, that's it. It's just, it was a really fun movie that's well done. And it's got so many like in jokes and daft meta things going on that it's like if Looney Tunes back in action was like done good, this is the kind of thing you'd get, you know? I mean, <laughs> Looney Tunes back in action was done good. <laughs> that well, was a good was... movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should love back in action. Yeah. Oh my. There you go, there's number 10. <laughs> That really sidelined. I did not expect you to pick Chip and Dale. <laughs> Neither did um, I. I was writing my list and I was like, it just, it, thinking about it made me smile a wee bit. Not because it's necessarily like a particularly amazing film, but it's just, you know, it's just it's a like, good film. it's good what you need it. and it's good. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I, I didn't expect that. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I feel, you've both really like, Threw you off? You've really went all over the place. You've really t- um I'm gonna be really boring and pick a really safe pick for my number ten. Oh, of course you are. Okay. I wonder if it's on my list. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if it is. My number ten is Top Gun Maverick. 
Yeah. Um, Wait, number 10? Yeah, number 10 is Togo Maverick. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's a big, dumb, fun action movie that looks really pretty. Oh, Nathan. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about it, you know? Oh, that's in my list as well. It's, uh... Oh, no. Yeah, it's a... It's a, a lot of fun. It takes itself just seriously enough that you care about the characters and whatever while still, you know, being a camp piece of schlock. Mm-hmm. It's great. I've not actually seen it, but... <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's the one I want you to watch. You're making me... You're making me rethink my, po- my hosting podcast... Uh, choices because of where I put Talk on Maverick. <laughs> oh, well, we're allowed to disagree. Piece of schlock. Right. You just called that piece of archaic. Uh, I, I say schlock, like, I, I don't think that's an insult. I mean, okay. I host this show, you know, like, not this show, our sister show, Midnight Screening, is a celebration of schlock. You can do schlock well. Um, okay. From what I can tell, from what I've seen it and what I've heard about Top Gun, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a good movie. It's a bit of a romp, you know. It's just fun. You yeah, know? it's. I'll, I'll get into it. When it's I the kind of it. blockbuster. It's that kind of blockbuster they don't make anymore, you know. Um, <laughs> and in a really good way. Uh, and yeah, we uh, we've talked enough because we'll, they're definitely talking about this again. Ty. <laughs> uh, come on, number nine. Uh, turning Race red. Brace yourselves. Oh, okay. Turning red. Okay. Really great movie. I loved it. Um, it was it was a weird moment when I realised that I was most definitely a parent because I'm assuming you've seen Turning Red. I've not actually. It's okay. another one that was on the list. I didn't get a chance so, to. Spoilers. There's a band in it called Four Town, and there's five of them. I turned around and went, "Why are they called Four Town? There's five mm. of them." And the girl, I can't remember main, the main character's name, the girl who's the panda. And her mum turns around and goes, Are they called Four Town? There's five of them. I'm like, Oh, I'm such a parent. Oh. <laughs> oh. It was literally within, wow. within three minutes she had said, Why are they called Four Town? I'm like, Oh. But not genuinely. Great movie. Girl turns into a panda. It's hilarious. I think it's a metaphor for something else. I don't want to say. Don't know if it is. I think it is. But Puberty metaphor, right? I believe so. Yeah, or That's what I got from very it. specific to females. But yes. Um. Well, I mean, well, there's which yeah was, yeah that yeah. happened in the film. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I yeah. think I genuinely said like... this to Josh. <laughs> I think I said this to Josh. We were talking about um. Their catch up films like a few days ago. Uh, loads of respect for Turning Red because uh, kids' films don't talk about these things and they should. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if this comes up again later. And this film, it actually pains me to have it this high, but there's reason for it. So you have to let me explain. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I think Nathan, you definitely know my thoughts on this film, but I'm not sure Ty does. Yeah. Um, the Batman. What? 
Hey, hey, I've got the Batman. You made fun of me for liking this film. I want to Th- clarify. This is, this is why it pains me. Josh I was like, be like mad at me for liking the uh, Batman. But I'm going to break the system a wee bit here. The first two hours of the Batman. <laughs> and then this film, right. This is my issue. If this film was two hours long, it would have been amazing. The the acting in it was genuinely great. A lot of like just the genuine cinematography was blooming amazing. A lot of it was done so right, but then it just doesn't end. And then it made me leave the film with resentment towards it. Okay? Because it was just too long. Mm. But if you take the last hour out, the film would have been great. And I, I rewatched it. This is my this is my issue, right? I rewatched it, but then took a break before the last hour and enjoyed it more <laughs> because then I could just kind of like cut the second, like the second ending essentially out and be like, eh, okay, would have been better to end there. That's why. Mostly for the acting, I'll be honest, uh, because all the characters in it did great. But that's the main yeah. reason it's in here. I get where you're coming from. But yeah, I do, I do hate that I had to put on the list, but I did want to. I was not one hundred percent sure if we'd talk about it, but also like you know, it's so blooming long, and that's what mm. made me hate it so much. That problem with several films this year, to be fair. Yeah, this was a year for long movies. Hey, Josh, you're just, you're shocking me left, right, and center today. Yeah, I told you it'd be a bit all over the place. It's it's mm. all over the place. Um. You're really making uh, uh mine, mine eventually goes off the rails, but you're making my first two picks look really safe. Uh, <laughs> okay, my number nine is number nine. It, it's no. Oh, yeah. Um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've got nope at number nine. Uh, latest from Jordan Peele, obviously. Uh, sci-fi horror thing. Um, nope is. Great. Nope is a blockbuster horror film, which mm-hmm. is not like a thing anymore. You know, like that. You don't outside of really boring generic haunted house movies. You don't get like blockbuster horror. So it's no. just it was just fun to be in a cinema and watch something like this. Like that was great. Uh, again, the performances are fantastic. Uh, there's one moment. I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But there's one moment where kind of. You're at that kind of midway point in the film where the, the sort of mystery of it is starting to be a little unraveled, it's starting to tell you things. That is absolutely horrific. Like, I was on the edge of my seat gripping my, like, uh, armrests in the cinema because I was so uncomfortable by it. Wow, okay. Which is great. That makes me, like, that. that I love that in a, mm. in a film like this. Uh yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it because there's, you know, it's a mystery film. You know, I'm not gonna tell oh, you what happened, it, but it's real good. It's real good. Yeah, the cloud movie is at number nine. <laughs> the cloud movie, and not the cloud with the chance of meatballs movie. The other one. No, because that was that was years ago. Oh, so many years ago. I'm I'm surprised I never made a three. Just putting out there. Well, they were busy doing a Lego movie. Uh, Lego movie was good. But Batman was better. Right. <clears throat> Ty. Yes, number eight. What's what's number eight? This is the film that I watched yesterday that made me question my entire list. Oh, here it comes. It's bullet train. I'm scared. 
<gasps> okay. Okay. Wait, why are you so typing? Scary. I don't know. What, is that a good no, or bad reaction? Exactly. <laughs> no. It's just no. I was expecting something awful. I built it up in my mind. I was expecting a very Thai film to come out. But okay. <laughs> the gas was was a <laughs> relief. A pure Where's, relief. What is a Thai film that came out this year that you're worried at me saying? I, I don't know. I don't want to say it in case it spoils anything, you know? Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, bullet train. What's I know what Josh is thinking. What are you thinking? <laughs> I can, just in case, I can't tell you. I'm looking at my we'll list. See. I wonder if it's there. Will you tell me if I see it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sorry, yeah. Bullet train, David Leach. Like, I watched it last night. I was laughing pretty much the entire time. There's some brutal bits in it. Um, the guy that plays uh, Scorpion and the Mortal Kombat's in it. A pit's in it. Uh, yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson. And I cannot remember the guy that plays alongside him. What is his name? And Tyree Henry. And also Joey King. Thank you. And it is now the film that has spawned all the rumours of Aaron Taylor Johnson cheating. And his wife. Is that like a, a plus for the film? I'm just saying, it is the film that spawned all those rumours. Like, apparently, Aaron Taylor Johnson slept with Joey King, who is considerably closer to his age than his wife. Yeah, I'm not saying it happened. Just saying. But yeah, great movie. I advise you watch it if you. It's funny and it's brutal, and yeah, violence. I have nothing to say. I didn't see this movie. You haven't seen Bullet Train? Oh, okay. I haven't seen Bullet Train. Did you see it, Josh? Wow. No. Yeah. I oh, you did. You, yeah. He's being suspiciously quiet. <laughs> I really like Bullet Train. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I agree with what I say. It's it's a bit fun. Um. Yeah. Bullet Train, it, your number eight. My, Please tell me, Bullet Train's your number eight. It's not my number eight. No. Oh. Sorry. It'd be funny though. That happened last year with you two with Spider Man, right? Is it Spider Man? No, I'm going to you both had Spider Man at the same spot. Um, I'm pretty sure Spider Man was quite high in my spot. I had Spider Man at number like, four. Yeah, I think it was. I, can't, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. But we had, yeah, there was something we had very similar. Yeah. Um, speaking of Josh, Josh, what's, what's your number eight? So this is another bit. Of, I don't know. You may have seen this one coming, Nathan. My number eight. Yeah, Nathan, you may have seen this coming. This is a film that I loved again, partially for its daftness. Um, it's it's see how they run. Uh, mm. I saw the joke. Well, I that. made fun of see how they run on another episode. I know. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think, but like the reasons you make fun of it is part of the reasons why I love it. They're not. Like trying to make it a proper murder mystery that's actually going to get you, like super invested in like who did it and that kind of thing. Although it does do that, but it does give away. My one of my favorite parts still, especially after rewatching it, is the bit when they do just give away exactly how it's going to end. But you still watch the end and just have fun doing it. Most murder mysteries, like you know, they run the risk of being oh really that was ending or whatever. But this one it just has fun with it instead of it being like a proper who who done it. It's more like a big goof take. And my goodness, the the, the pure chemistry between um, 
I'm going to completely butcher the name like I always do. Sersha, yeah. Sersha Ronan. Ronan. It is Ronan. Yeah, it's Sersha. Sersha. You got Sersha, yeah. but you didn't get Ronan. No, but I was, I was, I was making sure I was getting the first bit right. Yeah. But anyway, Saoirse. the the chemistry between Sersha Ronan and Sam Rockwell is just it's hilarious. Like, oh, Sam Rockwell yeah. back. I, the, the, it's just the two of them, and it's just fun. And and it feels like they're enjoying it as well, and not taking it seriously at all, which is what it was needed. So yeah, yeah, that's my number eight. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. I I don't dislike that movie. Sam Rockwell, <laughs> solid choice. Yeah, Sam yeah. Rockwell's very good in it. So is Saoirse Ronan. Uh, <clears throat> but you guys, I'm looking at what you've you guys have. Uh, all of us so far, we've had a lot of fun. We've been talking about a lot of fun movies here, right? Mm, you're mm-hmm. going to ruin it, aren't you, Nathan? Yeah. It's time for the indie dramas, boys. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, yay. Right, what number are we on? Eight. 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 <laughs> yeah. My number eight is After Sun. Never heard of After Sun. Judging by that, neither of you saw After Sun earlier this year. After Sun is beautiful. So After Sun is a story about a woman who is uh, watching an old uh, videotape of a holiday she took with her dad in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And most of the film is their holiday, uh, both like things that definitely happened and then like <clears throat> memories that are probably slightly like exaggerated in her head because she was a little kid mm-hmm. uh, at the time. Uh, and then it's all about like that connection you don't really you can actually have with your parents, but you don't really know who they are as people, and you don't know that until you're grown up. Right, right. It's really, it's a, really good. Can I ask a question. <sighs> yes. It's a free cinema ticket from movie. Is that what this is? Um. Yes. This was. Uh. This is actually released by movie. Makes all the sense now. We. I completely know where you're coming from. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, fantastic film, fantastic yes. performance uh, by uh, Paul Mescal. Also, boys, I need to tell you that I'm biased with this film. Of course okay? you are. How Greg just said this is an it. Edinburgh. This is an Edinburgh movie. Uh, ooh. This is a film uh, written, directed, and produced by uh, uh, first-time filmmaker Charlotte Wells, who is from Edinburgh. The characters talk with Edinburgh accents. Represent. Do they also point their finger at an the Edinburgh table? movie, not about drugs? <gasps> yeah, it was like a nice movie. Nathan, do they also <laughs> slam their finger <laughs> off nice of the wood? Just heard you do that. Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> doing that, and I'm like, I was making my, my point. point. <laughs> there is a movie coming out, and I don't know when. It's based in. It's actually got scenes from like Gorbridge and Mayfield and Nitton and all like that. Because they got a bus. Like rented out a loathing's bus for it. I don't know when oh. it's coming out. Oh, it's something monkeys. Oh. We'll have to find it. Yeah. Was that, it, but it's not. Oh, yeah, this is a, a beautiful movie. Um. All I can say about it, we're not the kind of podcasters that can talk for a long time about a film like this. No, no, it doesn't sound dumb enough. No, no, 
But it's great. Uh, it's number eight. Alright. Fair enough. Alright. Uh, Ty. Number seven. So, Ethan, it's funny that you say you're not the type of podcast to sit and talk about movies like this because this, my number seven, is a movie we have sat and talked about at length. It's Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Love that movie. Sorry. That's a boot. <laughs> talked about it on Midnight Screening. Interesting choice. Yeah, I'm talking about number seven. Talked about my Midnight Screening. You yeah. know my feelings. Yeah, t- t- pl- plug the show. Plug yeah. the show. I love him, Bear Boy. I love Nicolas Cage. I had to make it. That's all we'll say. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, That's okay, perfect. I feel like we have talked about uh, it a actually, lot already. We, so yeah. we have talked about it for an hour. Listen to it. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Just look for Nathan looking like he's picking Nicolas Cage's nose. It's indeed. Find it. Yeah. Uh, there, one, there is actually There's going to be a lot more thumbnails like me that. It. I have made some thumbnails coming up, yeah, and, and at least one of them is, uh, <laughs> is me picking an actress nose again. Like, <laughs> Patrick Wilson. Right, uh, Josh. My number What's... seven. <laughs> this is a film we've not talked about, but it's definitely the type of things we would talk about, this group here. I am surprised we've not. But I know it's coming at some point soon, probably. Is yeah. the 2022 Scream? Ah, it's on my list. What was yeah. that noise? Yeah, yeah, I thought it would be. That makes was, sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even remotely surprised it's on your list, Ty. Um, no, yeah, I watched. Oh, wow. I, I actually only just got around to watching this this morning, so I had to do a last minute rejig on my Whoa. list. But um, yeah, it was just. It was just. Uh, this is one of those ones that's kind of hard to explain without just completely yeah. ruining the movie or without like going really in depth into it to give like a brief overview. But Scream, it was just they, to a large degree, I think they just handled what they were going for well. I think towards the end, just before like the last proper mm. bit, it was a bit too, you know, fourth wallish and a bit too meta in that sense. Like I think they almost pushed it just way too over the edge to completely ruin it. Like they were on the cur- like right on the edge of it there and then they brought it back so it almost got completely ruined but I mean, yeah throughout the whole film they, they do handle it fairly well, like the whole meta jokes that they're making Ortega. and everything like that and I mean, the opening scene with Jenna Ortega, Ortega, Ortega mm. whatever you, how you pronounce it mm. the opening scene there with just all that going on oh, yeah. in, in the house was it, it, that's how you hook in in a horror movie and they did that really well and just keeps going so yeah, I mean it was just, it was done really well. Talk about it in a bit. That's all. Give me my feelings in a bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it again. Um, I'll I'll save mine, I think. You're saving it for when I You'll save it? yours? I'll all right. save my opinions on Scream. Okay. Because I know we're talking about it. Yes. Um... Seven yet. Uh, I forgot what number. We're on seven. Uh, yeah. Mhm. Okay. Um, 
You know how I said it was time for the indie dramas? Well, uh-huh. I half lied. Uh, because number seven is Barbarian. I did not see that. <laughs> it's not much of an indie drama, Nathan. It's not an indie drama at all. It's a disturbing horror movie. Barbarian's fantastic. Um, so, it's another one, actually. Like you were saying with Scream. I don't want to talk about too much, because... Um, I don't want to give away what happens in it and what's really going on and whatever. Uh, this also, I want to appreciate, this film has the coolest fan base in the planet because I missed this one in cinemas and didn't have it spoiled for me by the time I saw it on TV. So, yeah. Bravo, that doesn't happen with these kind of movies. And even at that, like I've still not really seen people discussing the ending of this movie with just sheer respect for people who haven't seen it yet. So I'll keep that trend. Um, yeah, I've not seen it. But yeah, very intelligent horror film. Legitimately scary, but, you know, with uh, a lot more going on in it. Like, a very obvious on-the-nose and appreciated sort of message to it. Clearly inspired by, like, uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah. Like, films pick, like, Get Out and whatever, just on a different topic. It's great. And, um, intense. Nice. More than likely. Also, probably a film we'll, we'll eventually get round to on on our main show. There's been quite a few this year, actually. There's a few films this year, I think, could be good in their screenings, which is good for us. (laughs) Six. Now, now, before I say it, I do see the flaws. Number six. does not take away how much fun I had watching it. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Oh no, he's going to say it. What am I saying? Go on. Rip off the band-aid. Rip off the band-aid. Are you about to say Thor? I I understand. I see where where everybody's coming from. I see where you're coming from. Doesn't take away how much fun I had watching it. There we go. (laughs) You started pain. Okay. A bit, a bit in pain. It's a bit. Just. I mean, you picked the the uh-huh. most mediocre Marvel movie that came Marvel out this year. Yeah. I mean, but. Weird Black for Panther Marvel movies, and... to be fair. Yeah, it was it was a terrible year for Marvel movies. Oh, we, actually, uh, we got Multiverse yeah, of Madness, which was just an absolute. Again, again, that's a, that was, that was Here, a star and a half. If you put it in, I would leave nice. the call. If you, if you put that in, you talk. I would leave. It was an awful movie. Um, werewolf by Night. I liked no. the werewolf one. Oh, I've not seen that one, to be fair. Werewolf by Night was alright. Uh, I was thinking, like, the big three that came out. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to give them the best. I like, I like Black I Panther. Said, right I now. know. Thor um, Love and Thunder is just... It's a swinging, like, a fat mess. See the issues? Okay. I'm not I even gonna... Watching. Yeah, okay, Ty. I'm this glad was, you had fun watching it and didn't want to jump off a bridge. This was... Marvel was swinging well after Multiverse of Madness with this. So let's just not. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose compared to Multiverse of Madness, it's a bit of a masterpiece, but... I'm a bit amazed you put it where you put it, like, above Bullet Train, for example, but... Okay. Do you want to say other words other than okay? Okay. What your number six is? It's fine. It's just, like, the film makes no sense. They just added in so much random crap, and Taika Waititi, I love that man. He does great work, but this time he didn't. It's just, there's so many missed jokes that just didn't land. There was so many tonal issues throughout it and pacing problems and so, stuff which just shoehorned in there. Because yeah, right now, Josh's face would be funny. Yeah. Josh's face is hurt. Anyway, that's the man number six, so we can move on yeah. from this disgrace. Uh. Man number six of the year was the aforementioned bullet trace. Hey. <laughs> Wow, I need to make up and be friends again. <laughs> I, I saw this in the cinema twice because it was just fun. Mm. It was just a bit of fun. I was bored twice and it was like, it, it's just a fun film to watch. It's like, the best way I yes. could figure it to describe That's it is perfect. if you took John Wick, put it on a train and added more jokes. Because the, 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 the combat scenes in it are actually shot like amazingly and directed so, so well. The plot line, you know, is like, the most mediocre thing ever but you don't care because you just have fun watching it and the characters that they've written for it oh my goodness all of them like the ones that are in it for like 10 minutes to brad pitt who's in it all the way through it's just it's just you get like so actually invested in those characters for no apparent reason Mm. because they're just fighting on a train over a briefcase there's like a russian warlord like it doesn't make any sense it's complete goofball it doesn't take anything about it seriously i mean Aaron Taylor Johnson's talking about Thomas the Tank Engine the whole time. You know, it's oh, sorry, it was Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but like, it's just complete mick take yeah. of so much, and it's just genuinely just so much fun to watch. Like, and you get you can just get lost in it and enjoy yourself without any distractions or whatever so easily, and then it's over, and you're just like, cool, that was fun. Yeah, that was. Do you watch this movie, Nathan? I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> it's it's just fun. You're too busy watching After Sun. I didn't see this. I, I should, yeah. Just, just you shouldn't have. Shut up, boy. <laughs> After Sun's great. Blockbusters, like a real person. <laughs> oh, here we go. Speaking of me being indie boy, mm-hmm. speaking of me oh, being, no. being a big indie indie film snob, my next pick is the worst Sarah? person in the world. You say two very different things. It's not a film, Nathan. <laughs> the worst person in the world is you did. Uh Worst Person in the World is a film from Denmark. Um that is uh Do you know what? Um my segue doesn't work because I'm gonna talk about this film in relation <laughs> to the fact that I tend not to like films like this. Um <laughs> You know, quaint indie dramas that are, are all about, like, human connection mm-hmm. and whatever tend to be quite dull because they're not very cinematic, you know? Yep. Yeah, a lot of people sit in a room talking. Worst person in the world manages to be uh, pure cinematic. Like, the shot compositions and, like, visual style of the film and the 
strange ways it decides to sort of visually tell its story really like it makes it worth seeing there's several frames I, I would genuinely just frame and put on my wall while still being a really simple story that's like really relatable uh with its title being deliberately quite sarcastic because it's about someone doing something uh stupid that hurts you know someone they care about but without like meaning to they're just being a human who's an idiot sometimes when they're trying to look out for themselves. Yeah. It's okay. great. Um, that's about all I can say about it, really. Um, yeah, it's one of those films that, like, as soon as I, it, the credits had rolled, I kind of just had to sit there for a little while and think of, mm. about it and what it means and what it was saying. Nice. Fair enough. No one is. I, I like it until you said it there, so <laughs> can't comment much. I like these episodes because I get to talk about films that I'd never be able to touch with a stick on midnight screening. <laughs> Say, was that midnight screening? I mean, it, no, because it, no, it, it made sad. me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, George, uh-huh. if you're crying talking about it, we're laughing. I don't know. I feel like that. Yeah. Uh, that made me sad. Remember set. Holmes and Watson? I... That made me very sad. Yeah, but that was not a midnight screening. All, all relatable responses to that. Big dumpster fire of a movie. Ah! Oh. All correct responses. God, I hate that movie. <laughs> We've changed. I know. On that note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> five. On that note, what has Ty got to say? Coming in strong with Sonic Two. Top five. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I already typed Morbius. <laughs> I missed the movie. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I don't think I drink the water. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. My joke Morbius didn't work because you did pick Sonic. <laughs> Morbius coming to Okay, tell you what. Go for it, go for it. Nobody cares. No, no Morbius no, no, came out in 2005 and no one can convince me otherwise. <laughs> That's why I didn't miss. Fair enough. Yeah, Sonic 2. I like Sonic 2. Because I just did. Okay. I wasn't a massive... Why? <laughs> right. I wasn't a massive Sonic nerd. But like, up. why so high? Maybe it's if I like Sonic 1, I just feel this was... I love Jim Carrey. I'm just you know, Jim Carrey. He, literally, he had his best year when I was born. So I just I feel yeah, I love Jim Carrey. Just a good movie. Sue me. I'm not gonna sue. I'm just like I. I would get. I, I loved the movie. Don't get me wrong. I'd get it if you had it like anywhere between ten, mm. and like seven, maybe. But five seems really high for that film. But. Like, I suppose, yeah. like, I get you, it's a bit fun, and you can get a shot off for it. Wait, I mean, I'm, I get, I'm not judging you too oh, hard, I'm just confused why so high, but I get you, it's fair, it's fair. My number five is probably a bit of a shocker, I never thought I'd enjoy it as much as I did, I thought it'd be one of, more of a, when it's kind of uh, watching, like, just for the sake of being obsessing it, but it's Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Oh, I already wrote more of it. It was... <laughs> It was genuinely 
a good film. Like Avatar One, I loved as a kid, but then in hindsight, I loved it as a kid because there was big blue people punching big robots. But like, I never realized until I watched it again to before watching Avatar: Way of Water, and then watching Way of Water, that Ca- James Cameron has actually like built mm. this entire world, and he's done it so in depth, and he's actually clearly passionate about it. And when you see like all the little things that happen, like the the actual detail that's gone into it, it kind of makes you more invested in it. That's what I found watching Avatar too. It's like James Cameron clearly has a nine film plan, Dang. and it looks like he can actually execute it because he's actually passionate about what he's created and this whole it was a five film. Avatar thing. Um, what? I, it, it's it keeps changing. I don't know that. anymore. I just know that. I like the second one. I think I'm going to settle in for Avatar movies until James Cameron dies. I'm going to see it. I mean, to be fair, if he does it right, in March, I think I'm okay with that. Double bill in it. Uh, okay. Things. Fair enough. No, it's Avatar Two was just. It was fun. Oh. And, yeah. I tell you, Av- Avatar was my last cut. Oh really? So I remember, Oof. right before we started recording, I was talking about like I was really yeah. upset because I had to cut like yeah, at, the ver- cut, like, at the very end. I was cutting things I really didn't want to cut. I meant like, Avatar. You can't cut your indie stuff. <laughs> um, I really want to. It's on the list. Um, but no, I'm being honest with myself. But no, Avatar was fantastic. I've had Joel mad yeah. at me because I've. I did not see myself it, yeah. loving this film as much as I did either. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are characters I cared about in an Avatar movie. Yeah, right. That's in, that's I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we don't have to go into in that. People know about Avatar. Yeah, most Hell people have seen it. You've seen it. Everyone that isn't high has seen it in the world, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Was it two billion? It's just gross now. It's it's already hit two billion. Yeah, making Zoe Saldana the first ever actress to be have four films grossing over two billion. Yeah, which is insane. It's insane because she doesn't do anything in any of them. Which it, it's also <laughs> insane because she's kind of only in two different films, but they're just yeah. split into four. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Um, Morbius. My number five pick. Yep. You're already, you're already for this. It's more ah, yeah. No, it's not more. It's, oh. it's weird the Al Yankovic story. Uh, yeah, I do want to see that. So, so want to see this. This film is. Uh, I want to lay before I start gushing about how much I love it. I want to lay out the the foundation of if you don't really know anything about Weird Al or you don't like Weird mm. Al like style of comedy. Uh, skip this one, you're not going to like it. But if you do like that kind of stuff, uh, if you like UHF, if you like Weird Al stuff in general, this is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. This is a uh, joke a minute, it doesn't... There's no real, like... There's no real scenes that are just there to advance the plot. Everything's a joke, everything's got a punchline. Um, it so perfectly parodies and satirizes mm-hmm. the kind of really boring musician biopics we've been getting recently uh-huh. so it's if you're one of those people I that really didn't Rocket like Bohemian Man. Rhapsody you're gonna love this I saw Rocket Man <laughs> Bohemian the... Rhapsody was just bad though Rhapsody wasn't good um, Rocket Man's good I like Rocket Man yeah. um, but yeah these, yeah, this just all the weird directions and things this takes it's, oh, it's fantastic and hilarious Daniel Radcliffe is really funny 
he should do more comedic roles. Um, which he seems to be the direction he's going in anyway, which is great. Did you, um, and it's full of Weird Al music, which is did you also see a plus. You with, uh, nice. No, it's definitely what I want to see. What the f- what's his name just escaped me? Hey, Radcliffe. Um, do you see the interview with him? Where, like, he was on set and they're calling the actors, they usually call the character they're playing. But Weird Al was on set that day, so they're like, oh, we can't call you both Weird Al. So they end up calling Weird Al, Real Al. He's like, she spent 40 years building a persona, and you just, like, within five minutes, because someone else is playing you, you're getting called Real Al. That was funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah Weird, Weird Al plays his own manager in the movie. <laughs> Wait, so, uh, yeah. Right, so Weird Al's Daniel Radcliffe's manager. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. But obviously, like, he's playing... He almost Nicholas yeah, his real, It's right. his real-life manager, isn't the character, at least by name. Um, you've got uh, Rain Wilson's in it as well as Dr. Demento. I just want to... Oh. That's another selling point of the film. He's great. And great casting as Dr. Demento. Um... Right, I could talk about this film for hours, so someone stop me talking about Weird Al. Yo, Ty, what's your number four? <laughs> My number four is The Batman. Mm-hmm. That movie. I do get where you're coming from. I like. I see where your cutoff is, Josh. I see the cutoff. I liked the... I liked it all yeah, it's the end the Joker in Arkham. The, this, is it right before the end credits? Or is, is there an end credit scene? And yes, I I didn't like that. I I, I ugh, sorry. I don't like who's playing the Joker. He can fuck off. Right. Yeah. I liked it because it goes Until back it to like, doesn't. the proper detective roots of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. You know, I watched it. I, I, we did have to pause a couple of times, and I don't think it was because of length. I think it was because um other things it kept interrupting. So- Three-hour movie, and it feel feels it to me. like it feels three hours. Honestly, honestly, look when you said it's you said just it, under it's three, three hours. hours. I'm like, was it like yeah, it's the exact runtime. I can tell you exactly. It's two hours and fifty-six minutes. It, it did not feel three hours to me. I'm somewhat envious because my goodness, I it did not feel that to me. <laughs> Battinson, yeah. Oh, bat, bat, yeah. bat. I like it. Robert <laughs> Batten. What they call him? Battinson. Batman Battinson. Batinson. Robert bat, Batson. Bat, 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 bat. He was great. Um. Oh, I completely forgot her name. Rob Bat Batten Bat. Rob bat, bat. <laughs> bat Battinson. Joey Kravitz. Dano, I think. Dano. Joey Kravitz. Paul. Dano. Dano. PD. Yeah, I love him. I love him. I love him anyway. Like, I like him as an actor anyway. Even when he's in bad movies, he's. That's, I really yeah. like that man. So well. uh, yeah, um, I, I didn't make him. my list unfortunately, but I like it quite a bit. Good vibes. <laughs> well, not good vibes, but vibes. <laughs> What's your number four? 
Man number four is, and this one kind surprised me because it's another one I had to rewatch. Was like I, I remember seeing the film, but I don't remember how much I liked it. But it's The Northman. Oh, uh, is that a guttural sigh from you, Ty? Oh, didn't think I. You don't know. I did not like The Northman. You didn't at all. Okay, I'll explain why I liked it, and then oh. you can fight me. I was surprised as well. I was surprised as well because, like, when I heard about, it, I was like, "Oh, this is great." No, nope. because here's my thing. I remember watching it the first time, and like, I thought it was a pretty slow start, and there were a bit, quite a few bits where I was like, oh, "This is kind of off. I'm not sure about this bit. I'm not sure about this bit." And I wasn't like, I, I didn't love it first time around. But then I watched it a second time. And I don't know what it was. I think I don't. I don't know why, but I just loved it so much more the second time. And it's so beautifully shot. Is a huge thing, and just. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those ones that's, again, hard to explain. I was just kind of watching it the second time around, though, and just couldn't really take my eyes off it. And whilst, yeah, it is a bit slow in places, which still, like, does hurt it quite a bit, especially at the start, I think. Not, like, the straight first scene, but, like, there's a weird portion after, like, maybe 20, 25 minutes for a wee while where it seems a bit slow. But then it just jumps right back in, and, my goodness, Alexander Skarsgård, first of all, killed it. Like, he just did amazing. But then it all leads up, and then that final fight scene in the volcano, where it's just like all a silhouetted thing, it's so beautifully done that it just, oh, it really like makes your heart climb for the rest of the movie, especially if you know that's coming. And you watch it again. Yeah. A fight scene in a volcano. Watch Lord of the Rings. Um, slightly different like... fight scene. <laughs> Like you said, it starts slow. That might have been my problem, but I got past all dancing around the fire and the whole murder hole stuff in that village. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely paused and went, "This is shit. Like, why?" And yeah, I turned off because I'd seen a bit of it on a, a app on my VR. Um, I'd seen a bit of it. And I was like, "Eh, that looks that looks pretty interesting." And I was like. It came up on Amazon Prime, I was like, eh, that's pretty cheap, I'll rent it. I genuinely got just past the burning of the village, I believe, or right after, like, the conversation right after that. And I was like, nope, I'm done. Interesting, okay. Maybe pacing was the issue, I don't know. Because it's not that, you know, because I'm currently watching uh, Vikings, the TV show. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, I just, like, Nathan talked about it, Nathan said he loved it, and I'm like, oh, I'll give it a lash. Yeah. I remember talking to Nathan the first time after I watched it, I just didn't quite get it. But after watching it a second time, yeah, it just bumped it right back up. I've uh, surpassed me in of the Northman. <laughs> I think I may have, yeah, I must have. Um, I, I, yeah, I love the Northman quite a bit. Um, one of my favourite finales of the year, like you said, Josh, that, like, yeah. guttural, intense, beautifully shot, like, fight that like the whole film's been leaned to is is great um yeah you're both right there's a couple of pacing issues it's maybe my least or definitely is my least favorite robert eggers movie but i mean that's not saying a lot yeah <laughs> robert eggers is is a genius um but yeah i i enjoyed this movie quite a bit um but i i like my weirdo uh 
gross films. So yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. I will tell Nathan. you. Um, I I asked some of our uh, previous guests what their favorite films were. I only, I got a couple responses back. Um, and one of them was The Northman, and I think you all know who that was. A couple of favorite was that Andrew. It was Andrew. Yeah, it um, the, I was gonna do like you met each other in cinema. Yeah, we accidentally. <laughs> We saw the same screening by accident, which was hilarious. Accidentally. Um, uh, the reason I was going to do a whole thing, I'll tell you guys now, where I told you guys I was going to give you a list of films that every, our previous guest said were their favourites and let you guess. But I got two other responses, and one of them was uh, Doctor Strange, quote, because I didn't see anything else. Who did we have? Oh, and the and and the other one was um I don't think I saw anything. Maybe I saw the Thor one, Ragnarok, right? So I think one of our guests watched an old movie. Okay, well then, we don't have to talk about those at all. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm... So, yeah, the, go our the bit didn't work basically. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no. I forgot that part of uh, the way we pick guests is sometimes we pick guests that don't watch a lot of movies because it's more fun mm. wait Simeon and no. Kiva can think it of. was pre-built in studs for the two that answered right it was pre-built in studs yeah yeah <laughs> ah. right. yeah. Who, who we definitely have <laughs> had on the show because of their great film knowledge and not because they uh, increase analytics did Prebuilt say Thor Ragnarok for a joke? No, he said um, Doctor Strange. Oh. Stuz, um, oh. I, I don't know if Stuz fully just got the name wrong or if he watched the wrong film. I don't know. Um, wow. <laughs> he watched it was like, this is great. This is, uh, that film, the film he said is great. Oh, God. Um, yeah, Ragnarok's fantastic. Just the wrong one. Um, Anyway, um, <coughs> sorry, what are we doing? Am I doing number four? Is that where we are? Yep, you're number four. Number four. Uh, um, I'm a simple man, guys. Yes, I like, are. I like, uh, I like movies. I like weird little interesting movies, and I like music. So if there's gonna be a weird little artsy documentary about one of my favorite musicians, it's gonna make my top five. So my number four is Moon Age Daydream. Don't use my. Don't use my excuse for Godzilla vs Kong last year. Don't you dare. That's exactly what I just did. Um, yeah, Moon Age Daydream. Uh, ah, lucky uh, I don't see you, man, much anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, Moon Age Daydream, Brent Morgan's documentary about David Bowie. Uh, it's great. It's mainly oh, right, it's yeah. mainly uh, live footage uh, and right. rec- recordings of interviews and stuff with Bowie himself. So it's like Bowie's telling the. It's like you're being told the story by David Bowie as opposed to just you know talking heads of people that knew him or big fans or whatever, which was really interesting to see a documentary like this without talking heads and things. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and also just skips all the obvious stuff. Like, there's a, oh. a presumption that you know who David Bowie is, so we don't need to tell you, like, where David Bowie came from and that his first hit was called Space Oddity and that came out of the moon landing. Like, you know all that. Let's just get into the heart of who was he as a person, which is so rare to yeah. see. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. I can get behind that. It's a good choice. It's, it's great. Um, if you don't like David Bowie or don't know a lot about David Bowie, it's not the documentary to convince you because, again, it comes in with an expectation you know a lot already. Uh, but yeah, well worth a watch. 
Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know that existed, if I'm honest, but now I do. I've, I've got it on Blu-ray if a, you want it. I knew, there was a, I knew there was a Bowie documentary. I never knew what it was called. Well, the issue is the poster has the word Bowie above the title, so a lot of people think the movie's called Bowie. All right. Bowie. I'll be why. That makes sense. Uh, so top three. That's the it. Big, the big yes. ones. Ooh. Big ones. This is where I start to get upset, I'm imagining. More B. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Okay. I like the movie. And, like, the one complaint, I just can't go behind it. It was Ironheart's suit. Didn't look like Power Rangers. I know me. I love Power Rangers, so I ain't mad. It's a far cry from what Iron Man did, but, you know. Yeah. I have to make it look... I don't know, more, more computer-generated? So kids believe it's newer? I don't know. Yeah, I like Black Panther with it. Wakanda Forever. Um, Joel's main issue with this was... Um, uh, what's the place called? Neymar comes from. Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> Atlanta. My phone has frozen. Oh, that's not... I'm not called Atlanta. <laughs> called? Under the sea. Because everything's Ooh. better. Your rent's better. Da, 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 da. Take it from me. Ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Joel's main problem was that was just that place was just dark. Which I can see. No, I like the movie. Uh, Shuri's fantastic. As, yeah. And I never nearly cried at the ending. Shut up. That's adorable. Black Panther. Another film that was too long. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Way too long. I genuinely fell asleep in the cinema watching this because it's just, there were so many boring oh, points. No, didn't. no, Ty, I can promise you can ask Kaziah. Yes, I did. We went to see it and I fell asleep for a solid half hour at one point. Woke up and there's still the same scene, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's just, there was so much needless content in that film. That could have easily got cut, the film would have made the exact same narrative sense, it would have been just as good. And because it was so long and they had a lot needed stuff, they made Namor way too boring of a character than he needed to be because there's just so many points where it's just monologuing or talking, but not like in an actual personal enough way that makes him killmonger level. Like, Namor could have been such a great character in the MCU, and I don't think I'm going to care about him ever now because of that film. It's just so long. Though, I will give the credit though, it did really really well at handling Chadwick Boseman's passing. That's something that did amazingly. Mm. Oh. But could have done it with the never less time. So beautiful. <laughs> that I think is my issue with its run length, is it's a crushingly sad, bitter movie. You know? And, like, yeah, that run length of... sad, bitter movie. Like, the... There's, um... I think I mentioned this to Josh before off pod as well when we were talking about some of the films this year. There's like a, a scene where Shuri's like crying um about her brother dying and she's like, he was sick and he never told me. But I was just like, ah, it's not even like, <laughs> that's just straight up you, this movie being angry about real world events that like are quite sensitive. That hurts. Um, 
So I give the film a credit for doing that. I just don't really want to watch it again. See, <laughs> see, Chadwick Boseman told very certain members of the cast. Yeah, but that's it. Like to me, it feels yeah. like it felt like um, it felt like a Ryan Coogler being angry that his friend is his friend died, which is fair. And I mean, mm. he's an artist using his art to work through something that hurt, and that's understandable. And I think he did it really well. I just I don't think I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> because it made me sad. Yeah. Man, it made you sad for two and a half hours. Yeah. Endlessly. That's a I think it's it's a solid pick, but I I like Wakanda forever. Super weird seeing that a, a MCU movie has a acting Oscar nomination. That's weird. True, that is true. That's yeah. And deserved, though. Like, Angela Bassett is fantastic in that movie. Yeah. Mm. And in every movie. Um, <laughs> Most movies. Right. Where are we? That was your three, right, Ty? So, Josh, kick off your oh. top three. My top three kicking off with Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. I'm starting to realise there's been a big theme with my yeah, list, it just being a bit fun. Knives, knives Out. The thing that made me love Knives Out, uh, the first Knives Out the most, is how much fun Daniel Craig seemed to have with the character. He seemed to love it. Plus it had that amazing plot, and that just, act, like, it was such amazingly written. And Glass Onion, Daniel Craig loves life in it. Like, he's, he's clearly so sick, he's been like, I am no longer be the boring, mundane... James Bond, who's like always monotone and doesn't really have personality, and he just he just seems to enjoy himself. And the film is a bit of a goof take a lot of the time. It's just having fun with itself whilst actually making you invested. But my goodness, it's just the people in it seem to enjoy it, which makes you enjoy the film. And yeah, it's also you know not overly long and boring. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> It very possibly. Pro- yeah. No, Dave Batista's in it. Mm-hmm. That's 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 pretty much what what I know. Oh, and uh, Edward Norton. Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, um, Leslie Odom no. Jr. Janelle Money. Who's the yep. Who's the chick that plays Dave Batista's girlfriend? Um, Madeline Klein. She looks familiar, but. That's her name. So the IMDb page open. I don't know. I can tell you possibly soon enough. Um, what would you have seen? I don't know. She's not mean much. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna jump in because it's gonna bug me that we missed one key cast member because Catherine Hahn is also in that movie. Well, yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you, Josh. It's, it didn't make my list again, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, I like this movie a lot. Um, and yeah, it's, I can totally imagine how much fun it would be to hang out with the cast of this film. Yeah. And it's also given me a lot of hope for Ryan Johnson's future with Knives Out films, because if he just continues the trajectory he's going, he's not making masterpieces, but he's not making pieces of crap either. He, he's doing something he enjoys and loves. It's kind of like Avatar in the same basis. It's like, I, I'm, I think I'm just starting to get a lot of enjoyment out of watching stuff that I know that people have enjoyed making in that sense. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's definitely... 
going that I way. I want to see if these uh, these Knives Out movies can keep up their track record of having insanely good mismatched cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like I was when they announced the sequel, I was like, "There's no way it can have as cool a cast as the first one," and then it did. So, yeah, it definitely did. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say as cool. Like, uh, cool cast, but not as good as the first one. In my opinion. I mean, the film sounds good. I think the cast is bigger names. Bigger names, yeah. Well, maybe like, on, a, like, on average. The first one had like Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, Andrew Armas, Andrew Armas, yeah, Chris Evans. I don't know. Forget how like... stacked the cast of that movie. <laughs> so did that we? I think mm, both no. both films had the big cast. So yeah, but yeah, good films, I really like. Yeah. So then Tony Collette. Oh, Tony Collette was in there though. I forgot about it. Oh. Uh, I'll turn about a boy. It was great. Right, my Nathan, top three. My number three um, is another one. Uh, I'm starting with another film. I don't think either of you saw. Oh no! Um, it's Boiling Point. Right, didn't see it. <laughs> um, this isn't about a kitchen thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw something. Is it a kitchen? Is wait, it? wait, no, no, no! It's uh, Stephen Graham's new film. Yes, Stephen Graham's yes, film. it's Stephen Graham's new film. I, I saw clips. Um, Love Stephen Graham. So good. Uh, this might take some explaining to some of our listeners why this film is so personal, like personally affected me and why it just, it, as soon as I saw it, I knew it was going to make the top three at least. Um, but when I tell you guys, this film was shot in one shot. Was it? No. Entirely like, in one like, shot. Like wait, wait, shot in one shot or like Birdman one shot? For real, in one shot. The whole film. Okay, well, it's getting. The film was performed. Watch. Yeah, the film was like performed like a play, and done in one take. And it's like a ninety-minute film. Like it's a, it's a proper feature-length movie. Ended up with this. Um, so uh, for anyone who doesn't know my um experiments as a. A, an indie filmmaker. Uh, that's my favorite thing. I love shooting things in one shot. I love watching things that are shot in one shot. Um, I truly, I, I don't think I ever expected to see a film like this that was done like that, and let alone as good as this. Um, and for good reason. It's a film set in the opening of a, a new restaurant by a big famous chef, and everyone's all stressed and everything, and there's like loads of interpersonal relationships going on in the background that are making things more stressful and more like concerning and things. So it being shot in one take makes the whole thing a lot more tense and edge of your seat because there's no breathing room. Uh, it's great. Rent or buy. Rent or buy on Amazon Prime. Nice. I know that one shot, that's impressive. I'm definitely yeah, gonna um, throw it on the watch list. Th- th- this, if this film wasn't like as tense or as smart or well written or whatever as it was, it would still probably make my top ten for just technical achievement. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's this high because it's that good. Like it's it's really good. Is it, you, we know how much work goes into a one shot, and that was for what less than five minutes. That's it. Yeah, you guys have done a yeah five minute. Uh, Comedy yeah, skit with me. Yeah. 
yeah that's yeah it, it takes us all day whenever we've done one of our yeah and again nothing i've done has reached over five minutes <laughs> in length so my number two is oh god maverick hey thanks out <laughs> like this movie i like this movie it was great um in my opinion better than the original oh yeah 100 um, percent. <laughs> yeah like action shots the speech like you know what i mean like i understand why they had to do the little football game on the beach doesn't make sense by the way the way they played football didn't make sense team building no no no, no nathan no they weren't trying they to win two-way two-way football so no one was defending it was just teams attacking opposite sides of the ball and you couldn't get tackled. Somehow they were tackling. I don't understand how because both Miles Teller and uh, Tom Cruise were in a quarterback throwing at the same time. How were we getting attacked then? It just doesn't make sense. You know why it was shot? It was like, hey, Miles Teller, you spent six months getting jacked for this movie. Do you want to get topless? And yeah. So, yeah, I watched That's it. That's Hollywood for you. It. Yeah, it is. It spawns so many things of women going to their husbands. I think you should shave your beard into a moustache just for, like, Miles Teller. No, we don't look like Miles Teller. No one can look like Miles Teller. <laughs> no one can look like Miles Teller. Originally, Miles Teller did a movie where he had a shredded body and a bloody small moustache. He was great in that, too. Anyway, yeah. I love Top Gun. It was great. It was great. I forgot <laughs> to say earlier, um, if you had asked me at the start of 2022, what was the film I was most confident was going to suck? Probably would have said Top Gun Maverick, yeah. Top Gun Maverick. And um, I would this year. <laughs> I legitimately, I was point blank, I wasn't even going to watch it, and then it was Ash was like, oh, well, we're talking Maverick. I'm like, okay, she was like, Watch it with me. I'm like, sure. Sam so watched it. I went, this is great. Love this. So, yeah. Fair enough. Gosh. Top two. Yep. Okay. This is one that I watched very recently as well after putting it off for no apparent reason and wishing I hadn't. It is a film that, you know, is going to be on a lot of people's top lists, as along with the Academy's mm-hmm. top lists. Uh-huh. Everything. <laughs> Everywhere, all at once. All at once. Uh, yeah, I watched this movie. I remember I, I, I tried to start watching this movie um, when it first came to net. Uh, what first came to Prime? Um, and I thought, uh, it's okay. And then I ended up having to rush up and do something after seeing the first twenty minutes. But then we watched it, and oh my goodness, this film—it's just absolute insanity. Like it's. Yeah, I love it. It's complete goofballism. It's complete. What the heck am I watching? It's just, it's insane, but it's just amazing as well. Like, my goodness, some of the shots are done so well. Like, it's about a Chinese woman doing her taxes that owns a laundromat, and then just there's also a kung fu master and doing all this because they're jumping through a multiverse. It's just the Daniels had fun with it and did what they wanted to do 
and oh, it's just it's a great film. Yeah. I'm not gonna say anything about it just now. Um, for for no reason. Um. <laughs> oh God, it is, isn't it? It is. Uh. But but while we're pondering what I meant by that, I'm gonna reveal my number two. Um, so uh, I'm looking at I've written down what everyone has picked here because I make a thumbnail later. Um, Josh, do you know that you picked two uh, you picked two murder mystery movies? I do, yeah. Okay, well I picked two movies about a chef. <gasps> okay, I'm yeah. Go on. I know. And it's, I know what two is. It's the I menu. Uh, nice. Uh, the menu is so good. <laughs> right? This was another... This was one... Um, I, uh, I, I've made a, a habit now of seeing movies after work because sometimes I have an awkward time after work, so why not? This was one I went into I went, eh, I like the cast of this. This will be interesting. Um, this is both like edge of your seat tense and laugh at load hilarious, often in the same scene. Which yep. is super impressive. It is the least subtle satirical film I think I've ever seen. Like this film just bashes you on the head with its incredibly obvious points, which just makes it even funnier. Um, yeah, matched with the fact that it's got a, a stellar dramatic cast who just adamantly refuse to treat it like they're in a comedy, <laughs> which makes it so much funnier the whole way through. Oh. Brilliant film, brilliant film, um, and super up my alley, super up our, like our alley as as the show we do. Um, yeah, I said this was a good year for uh, potential midnight screening topics, uh, and I meant it because the menu came out this year. Oh, cast, yeah, oh, cast as well. Cast like Anna Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt, Ray Fiennes, else, Zamo. Who? John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Um, Thank you. He was very funny in this movie. Well, of course he is. He's, yep. he's a funny guy. Um, that was the one thing that didn't surprise me. Uh, John Leguizamo's great in this movie? Yeah, because well, that it was funny. Um, I haven't seen Anya Taylor-Joy be funny before, you know what I mean? No. I don't know, maybe Emma's hilarious. Yeah. I haven't seen Emma. Okay, don't worry, Mario comes out oh, this year. I- Mario does get this year. I can tell you right now, Emma was not funny. <laughs> tell you that. It'd be weird if it was. <laughs> A major uh, PD drama. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I have to say. This the uh, biggest surprise of the year, I think. Um, and yeah, great, great movie. The menu looked good. It it genuinely does. I saw like the bit where she stands up and just claps, and then asks what she asks. I'm assuming there's significance to it. Yes. Still need to watch it. There is. Um, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, yes. Yeah. I do need to watch it. Uh, right, guys. This is the big bit. This is the most important part. This is the time where we all talk about Morbius three times. Have I done that? <laughs> Have I done that joke enough yet? I joke for a fact. <laughs> Well, I know you're. To- I know you're number one. <laughs> I've made it clear number one. <laughs> Everyone uh, knew my number one before we started. Let's be honest. 
Yoshi's is definitely Morbius, 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hi. Hi, go your, on then. Hi, what's your what's your number one? Uh, what's your favorite Jared Leto movie about vampires from twenty? <laughs> what's your number one? And what is it Morbius? <laughs> move. My number one. About swinging at the start of the year. It was going to make the top ten. Yeah. Not left. Yeah. It's Scream Five. Yeah. It's so good. I love that movie. I was so excited for Scream Six. That spawned so many times of Nathan looking very mad at me when I kept doing the word requel with um, quotations. The word requel, okay. Those are fun times. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't run away because you were stuck in the container with me doing work, so haha. Yeah, we, we still worked together when this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. But I kept doing requel, you hated me for a bit. I hate that word. Screw five is great. Yeah. You still have my copy of Scream 5. I do still have your copy of Scream 5. I'll have to give you that. And my, and my Covenant. Yeah, I haven't watched the Covenant yet. I still have your Midsummer. I still have your Midsummer. Mid- Midsummer yeah. is my number one movie of 2022. Midsummer is fantastic. It's my rewatch of Midsummer. Um, oh, Scream yeah. 5. I said I'd, I'd save my, I... my thoughts on Scream. Um... No. Okay, one second. So, Josh, I don't know if you got this with Scream. Um, when me and Kyle went to see it, Ghostface came up with a disclaimer on screen. Essentially saying, no spoilers, if you talk about this movie, we'll find you. I'm like, great. Also, when me and Kyle went to see it, um, in that little block where we sat, the two, two rows of seats in front of us, a few seats beside us and two rows behind us, were all empty. I don't know if y'all have seen Scream 2. He didn't like that. He said, like, I don't know, no. So, yeah, that made it better. Like, like everyone bought seats away from where we bought seats, and then just it was just empty. We're like, we're gonna die. Straight up. Nathan, what's your thoughts on Scream? Yeah, um, I want to start by saying uh, this is a good movie. I like this movie. Um, it's a very well made movie or very well written movie I like the guys behind it um, and their other projects and I'm excited to see what they do with the next one um, I just could not get into this movie at all um, and it's two things A, I hate the word requel yeah, it's a sequel sequels can have recurring characters what's that about? It's that a, didn't bug me it's a soft reboot we've had a word for that Equal. since we've had a word for that for decades we just have a word for it you don't have to we have to just start mashing random words together, and that's coming from me, and that's my favorite joke. Um, and the second part is, uh, Scream is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, Scream is in my like top twenty films ever made. So, um, I think there's uh, a connection to this that just the amount of times I've seen the original Scream, I, you can feel it being written by someone else. You know, that just kind yeah. of jars me off of it. Um, which is a super personal me problem. <laughs> you know, just the tiny little things. Where I'm like, that's not quite how Scream works or not quite what the rules are or whatever. That's just coming yeah. from me being a, a big nerd for this franchise. Uh, but it is very good. And um, I'm super glad it did as well as it did and that people are enjoying this film that 
I didn't necessarily as much as them because I'm a horror guy and that's only good for, for horror. I just did a yeah. thumbs up to my microphone forgetting you guys can't no. see me. Thank, thanks for tapping no. us now. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Cool. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, I know Scream wasn't amazing, but I think it was still pretty good. So, yeah. And I'm glad Jen Ortega has just kind of taken over the world. She's a new Anya Taylor-Joy, but Anya yeah. Taylor-Joy is also still being Anya Taylor-Joy. She's still Joy, being so Anya Taylor-Joy. Like, <laughs> There's two, again, of two of them. <laughs> three of them, if you include Maya Goth. True. Well, we know where Hollywood's going. <laughs> it's it's pure screen queens <laughs> all the way down. Um, so far. It... Yeah, pretty much, actually, yeah. Right, Josh, what was film of the year? Right, my film of the year is something I never thought I'd like nearly as much as it did. It's a film that, um, yeah, I kind of put on thinking, oh, it, was, it could be fun, not knowing fully what to expect because I hadn't actually seen the trailer, and then loving it and being fully engrossed from basically 10 minutes in. The Menu! Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a good chuckle oh, when you said this, Nathan. Yeah. I can't I, believe that happened. <laughs> I love this film for pretty much all the reasons you said it. It's just, I, I, I went in with literally no expectations. I saw the menu, I saw Ralph Fiennes' face, I was like, could be fun. And it did not disappoint. It is just pure insanity. I, I don't know. It's like, you, you have to go into this not knowing what to expect to be able to fully, fully enjoy it because every time something else happened i was like oh 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 oh!" but oh my goodness yeah i just i love this film yeah you pretty much covered it though nathan so there you go <laughs> i i covered it in depth because i didn't expect anyone else was gonna pick it <laughs> yeah i was like just being quiet the whole time like, it saves me some time <laughs> but it's like but <laughs> even on the like the like one of the last scenes when they're putting all the marsh, I'm trying to be very vague here, but when like they're putting all the marshmallow stuff down, and it's just oh, and he looks up, oh, hilarious just, and tragic all in the same right? moment. It's like Brilliant. you don't know what to think, <laughs> but yeah, no, I love, I love this film. That's I can't believe that happened. Um, so my number one, Josh, um, anti. Oh, I wonder whatever could this be. <laughs> I feel like everyone knows uh, what it is. It's actually, um, it, it's it's one of the most talked about things of the year where everyone memed it and loved it and talked about it. It's uh, Harry Styles being interviewed at the Venice Film Festival. Um, it's obviously the greatest thing of the year was Harry Styles being interviewed at the Venice Film Festival uh, where he claimed, and I quote, my favourite thing about the movie is, like, it feels like a movie. That was... Uh, no, it's everything ever all at once. Of course, it's everything ever all at once. What else is going to be? Yeah, this film is unlike anything I think I've really ever seen before. It's this insane premise of a of a, a great little comedy film. You know these, and it it 
presents itself that way you know where it's gonna go into all these different dimensions and michelle yo is gonna play all these different like versions of herself and meet herself and whatever and that's gonna be really funny and we're gonna do a bunch of martial arts but it's also one of the most like hauntingly beautiful most sincere emotional films of the year um yeah trying not to kind of spoil it because there is there is a big reveal in this film that that blew my mind um and then brought the kind of emotional sort of crux of the film together. But there is a scene in this film with two rocks in it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That broke me emotionally in a way that that just should not do. Both because of how beautiful the scene is shot and how beautiful the scene is written, but just the context leading up to it. Yeah, this is my most... If you haven't seen this film, you've got to see it. This is a film that will be studied in years to come. Like... Yeah, yeah, I do need to see it. And vindication. I'm a big fan of Swiss Army Man, and I took all the all the hate and the, the brunt that film got when it came out. And I was like, no, trust me, the Daniels, they're they're great. This film's amazing. They're, they'll you, uh, they'll show you. And they did. If this they wins did. Best Picture, I'm I'm gonna oh, cry probably. You sticking up for people you don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know you. <laughs> I'm a big film nerd <laughs> like that. Also, uh, Ki... I know. Right, are we all going to try and say his name properly? Ki, Hu... Ki Hyung Kwan? I am not going to try and say his name properly. Is it real for? Nope. Uh, yeah. Um, what a performance. Like, Hollywood really had a disservice by just kind of stopping casting this man. Because he is incredible. That's all I really have to say about it. He is remarkable in this movie. Like everything else is. All at once. Everywhere. I tried. I tried all something. All the time. All the time. <laughs> um, all the all right. time. There we have it. Those are our... Our picks for the 10 best films of the year. Uh, individually. That was fun, actually. Um mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, see where I'm your not, lists were going at all. I don't hate Ty, which is shocking. <laughs> uh, I still hate you, but that's just a natural feeling. For one day, one cinema just literally all day played everything everywhere all at once and every single screen. That would be great, would and be I'd watch that. every screening of that in a day that I could. You couldn't. Because every screen. No, yeah, but like I would, I would leave one screen and then go to the next one that was starting. Up. Like I would so do that for That's this right. movie. Um, I'm noticing some, some trends with our with our lists here. Um, I I opened my list like I did last year with the most obvious blockbuster pick, um, not done on purpose, but and uh, Josh seems to now decide to pick a film every year that he kind of hates. Um, hmm. Dune. Oh yeah. I'm gonna start calling it the Dune effect. Josh hates movies so much that it's his favourite movie. No, Josh can hate movies but still be like acknowledge it enough to understand that it's done well. Okay? Just because I hate it doesn't mean I think it's bad, it just means I personally hate it. And uh before we wrap up, uh which will do very soon, I just uh I wanna talk about one more thing. Okay. Because 
This show, what we're doing right now, is connected to another show called Midnight Screening. If for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't heard Midnight Screening, I don't know why you care about our opinions, but thank you. Um, but Midnight Screening, we try and find the best film night movies of the year. So I took a little look and I thought, what what are the Midnight Screenings of 2022? If we're actually, to, if we're being uh, honest, Nathan, this film, mm-hmm. this podcast is the patriarch of Midnight Screening. It sort of, yeah, it's complicated. We started this <laughs> three years ago. So I, I had a, I had a look, right, and uh, I'm gonna. This is our inaugural Midnight Screening Award. Okay, I'm gonna give a Midnight Screening Award to the film I think is the most Midnight Screeningy. Ooh. Screening-y. Now I had a few contenders. I had a, had a few contenders. Obviously, uh, Umbrella with Massive Talent was a contender, oh. as um, we've already talked done. about why. Um, there's, uh, everything Everywhere All at Once. Everything Everywhere All at Once is, uh, again, a, a, a good pick. Yeah, the Menu would also have been a good one. Uh, in this scenario, I think, uh, like Josh said, if it was an hour shorter, maybe the Batman could have been a solid pick. Uh You've also got Scream, you've got X, you've got Barbarian, Good Year for Horror, but I'm going to give it this year to a little film called Miracle Valley. Interesting. Should I not scream? Miracle Valley is the directorial debut of our show's best friend, Greg Sestero. Oh, God's sake. Uh, But legitimately, yeah, no film this year made me as excited to show my friends it than Miracle Valley, for good and bad reasons. Um, Has he still not texted you back? He hasn't texted me back. It's been a long time. Just go over and move on, man. You got ghosted by Greg Sestero. I can't can't move on just yet. I need to go sing his... I'm going to go sing his praises on another podcast very soon, so I can move on after that. Um, can you, though? Can you, Nathan? Be honest no. with us. <laughs> he was my best friend. Oh. Friendship, ended with, friendship ended with Greg Sestero. I'm friends with Rachel Zegler now. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you were friends with Rachel Zegler. She liked my tweet. We're friends. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Also, a podcast called Midnight Screening Lights Your Tweets, which is sad because it's you. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I run both accounts. But sometimes I'm like, this is a movie based tweet. People, the Midnight Screening people should see this too. Um, it's so weird seeing like a retweet for like Midnight Screening and then just seeing it was you that retweeted it. I'm like, oh, okay. In that case, it's the other way around as well. I'm like, people that follow me need to see this because I'm proud, I'm proud of our show. I like our show. It's a good show sometimes. Like, Resident like Evil one's pretty. The Resident Evil one's pretty good. You say sixty-five percent. Yeah, most of them. Just ignore the Holmes and Watson episode. Please <laughs> don't talk about it again. Um. All that's really left to do, of course, as always, is to thank everyone for listening. This will have been a longer episode, but it's a special episode, so that doesn't matter. We're not massive hypocrites for making fun of movies for being too long and then doing a way too long podcast. Shut up. Um, I'm not even going to edit the podcast. I'm going to leave everything in. Even everything, including in. the bits. Yeah, leave everything. Leave everything. <laughs> <Even> everything. <laughs>
Uh, of course, I want to thank you. Thank that didn't make sense. I want to thank uh, Josh and Ty for being here as always, and for um, this is the one episode a year where I actually ask them to do a bit of research and a bit of Thor thought going in. So, uh, yeah. it's more effort yeah. than normal. Thank you guys so much. And Ty again for for editing or not editing, I guess, um, as he's stated. Right. <laughs> um, I thought you were. I thought you were taking a dig at the village screen and still having edited. No, no, I meant because you said <laughs> No, I get that. Um, that that's yeah. fine. Um, that'll be out before this, probably. We'll see. Um, that's about it. We do have some announcement type stuff. I think I'm going to save them just in case things change. Because uh, we've learned that lesson before. Uh, oh, yes. But, uh, yeah. If you're listening on YouTube, you can listen on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, you can listen on YouTube. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us individually on Instagram. And uh, good night.